Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Shailen Simmons. Shailen Simmons has over 26 years of experience as an executive for technology companies with a background in mobility, digital, marketing and investments, corporate finance, law, and strategic planning. Most recently, she served as Chief Executive Officer and co-founder of Looky Lou, an AI social commerce company. Ms. Simmons also currently serves as a member of the Board of Directors for Servco Pacific, a global automotive and consumer goods company with businesses in mobility, automotive distribution and sales, and entertainment, and for New Energy Nexus, an international organization that supports clean energy entrepreneurs with funds, accelerators, and networks. Before co-founding and serving as CEO of Looky Lou Inc., Ms. Simmons served as the head of global partner marketing at Google Play, prior to which she served as Vice President of Marketing and Content for Harman International. Well, good afternoon, Shailen. Welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. This is exciting. Again, my audience probably gets tired of me saying this, but I do traverse the globe. And today, obviously, you're uh, hailing out of the great state of California. So thank you again for jumping on, making the time. And what I'm going to do, Shailen, is just jump into these questions so we can get your story out there. You've got quite the career in tech, senior executive, a serial entrepreneur, and now the CEO of Logic Mark. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, a great question. So I always look at my career the way that, and I tell people that they should look at their career the way that, you know, investors should look at their career. You know, it's a good chunk of your time in your life. And so you should really want to look at a job and think of it as an investor do. You know, do I think that I can really help grow this company? And, you know, what can I do to make it successful? And is it going to be successful? And I look at it, um, what I call the three-legged stool of success. You know, does it have the right people, the right product, and the ephemeral third leg of that stool, which is, you know, is this the right time slash demographic slash um, sort of ephemeral sort of convergence of um, market forces that's going to make this company a success? And so if all three elements are there, it's like a three-legged stool. So it's going to be, you know, it's not going to fall over and it's going to be successful. So inspiring, I suppose, is that in this part of my career, I spend most of my career traversing sort of early stage um, startups. And so really typically bleeding edge technology. And so um, what I'm really looking at nowadays is what are the technologies that's really going to help make a huge difference in somebody's lives? And so whether or not that technology is pivotal to somebody's everyday living. Thank you, Shailen. I appreciate your your share on that. You have a very unique perspective based on your background, and, and we do like to hear those contributions. So thank you. And Shailen, tell us a bit more about your IoT or Internet of Things product that helps people live more independently. Yeah, so I'm very excited to be joining Logic Mark. And a lot of folks have asked me why I joined Logic Mark. And, you know, it, it's kind of probably a little confounding to them because we're in a somewhat of an old school type of business. And I call it the I fall and I can't get up business. It's because a lot of us can remember those ads from the 80s where it's late night television and a poor old lady is, you know, falling and she says, I can't get up. And, you know, and what excites me about being in this business is that the technology hasn't evolved in 35 plus years, right? So people are still wearing what looks like 
garage openers hanging around their neck. They're not very attractive. Um, they have a lot of false positives. So basically, fall detection isn't very good. So when you sit down too quickly, um, it thinks that you're falling. And so it just causes a lot of frustration for people and they turn it off and they really do need to have that, you know, in place. And so what's exciting to me is to basically bring, you know, the advancements in machine learning and AI and to help us, you know, basically provide better fault detection so that there's less false positives and to create something that's beautiful that people really want to wear because we know that's half the battle right there as well is that nobody wants to feel like they're old and that they're being, you know, coddled and they're, you know, fully independent adults. And so we want to basically provide them something that's as beautiful as the iPhone that they're carrying potentially um, and something that they're used to that's actually advanced technology that could actually, you know, really ensure that they get the help that they need within the golden hour that they need it because we know that health outcomes are better when you get help immediately within the first hour of your fall or any sort of incidences. And so we're really excited about building these products, not just the wearables products, but also sensors and really cloud-based technology that's predictive so that we can actually not just help you when you have a fallen event, but also you know look at the data so that we can actually try to prevent a fall in the future. Thank you. And I think that's just great work that you're doing, You know, help, helping a, a vulnerable population, right? But um, you're absolutely right. When you, it comes back to people maybe being embarrassed or or there's some sort of stigma with some big button hanging around their neck or on their wrist. But I love the fact that we can leverage uh, more advanced technologies these days, but also make it kind of blend in with their everyday uh, wear, right? Um, so I appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And Shailin, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies you mentioned in your business. Is there something you might be able to share with us today, though? Sure, absolutely. So um, I'm very excited to share that, you know, again, one of the two major challenges that we're looking at today, right, is compliance. So for a lot of folks who understand sort of like pharmaceuticals, for example, one of the major things that's really important for people is compliance to take the meds. And in our particular case, understanding and making sure that people are wearing the devices that they need um, to basically feel safe or to have those devices within their home to feel safe. Because if you think about it, you know, in recent surveys, you know, in 2019 survey, I believe people over 50 plus 90% of them actually want to age at home. But this is also a population from a labor force perspective that we're going to see a shortfall of, I think, more than 150,000 caretakers by 2030. And I think by 2040, more than 300,000. And so this is an industry pre-COVID, for example, that in essence has, you know, had a 50% labor turnaround. And so what you'll see us really providing in terms of leveraging new technology is one, on the compliance side, we talk about beautiful wearables. And I'm not talking just about making it less crazy looking as if it's not, a, you know, you know, garage opener, but really designing something that, you know, we've hired folks who designed the Nike self-lacing shoes or, you know, the folks who actually designed some of the most beautiful hardware devices in Silicon Valley so that we actually can ensure that compliance of wearing. The second piece is that fall detection aspect of it. And, and the third piece is caretaking, right? The second piece of the fall detection, we've in the past year have filed more than five provisional patents around 
data sensing around fall detection because we talked about if you sit down too quickly and tilt a little bit, it triggers a false positive. We actually own a patent to basically talk about, you know, distance measurements. And so that, you know, if you're moving too quickly and you tilt and it's a fairly fall um, long distance between sort of where your device is to the floor, we know that that's a fall versus a sitting, for example. And that's the minimal man out. You know, we are adding much more factors from an AI and ML perspective to ensure that, you know, when we signal that there's a fall and that we need to call, you know, somebody to get you help, that it's actually truly a fall. And utilizing better voice prompts and technology so that, you know, when you're not capable of pushing a button that we actually can get you the help that you need via voice prompt. And the third piece is, is around this idea of the caretaker centric application. Um, for a lot of us who are taking care of our elderly parents, we're part of a sandwich generation. So you're taking care of your loved ones who are young, but you're helping your loved ones who are older and you're not just in isolation typically to be a caretaker, but you're one of many people, you know, you have siblings and you have, you know, spouses that are actually part of a care team for your your loved ones. And so that sort of management of the care team and helping each other out so that you can go out on a date night and know that your brother or sister is actually, you know, on call to help your mom and dad. Those things seem like they're easy, but the reality is that there's not a lot of, you know, services and applications and technology that's helping the caretakers themselves. And so we really see caretaking um, as part of being a village. And so you'll see us basically developing technology that makes caring for your loved ones a team and village relationship, right? So that we can share the burden and share the love of helping our, our family members to age with grace and, you know, age with independence in their home. I love that. Thank you. And and again, our audience, uh, very broad, but we love to hear and understand more about the technology that our guests are leveraging today in their business. And I think this is so important. So thank you again. That's that's awesome. And Shailen, can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or entrepreneurship? Yeah. So one, I probably have a slight beef and a certain opinion related to entrepreneurship. And I will be super candid. And I've shared this with um, Cornell MBAs when I've gone and lectured in some of those um, you know, classes and so forth, which is one, don't be swayed by what I call entrepreneurial porn. But the realities of being an entrepreneur is that it is hard. It is a very lonely, lonely thing to do. It's very rewarding, but, you know, it's the type of job that keeps you up at night and you worry about making payroll. You worry about, you know, keeping your team together. You worry about being able to deliver to your um, customers. And in a way, you know, because the popular culture has made entrepreneurship thing like the thing to do, um, there's such a rush for everybody to make everything a entrepreneurship opportunity. So for example, if you're really great at making barrettes, people are asking you, hey, you know, you should make this a business and put it on Etsy. And my feedback is, look, I don't think that everything should be an entrepreneurship opportunity. And some people just may not enjoy that experience. And so don't be swayed by entrepreneurial porn. Um, decide whether or not, you know, creating something from scratch and building a new technology or building a new product is the, the thing that really excites you and gets you up at night because it's that waking up every morning of wanting to do it that 
makes the time when you're noodling over and you have insomnia at night because you're carrying a business, it makes that piece worthwhile. And you have to have that desire to do that every day. And it's totally okay. And it's completely acceptable to not want that and to be wanting to be part of a larger team to build a great product as part of a company. And I think that's really important for people to share because I think that there's a real stigma um, for people now who are young to say like, oh, I have to build a company because that's the thing to do. Um, I think that there's a real um, opportunity to grow within um, a great company or, you know, a both small and large corporations. And I would say that one of my favorite sort of aspects of growing a career, especially when you're young, is to actually join a startup. It's a wonderful opportunity. Um, you know, it's an opportunity for you oftentimes to wear multiple hats, um, that it's not sort of, you know, if you are a marketer, it's not often static. Maybe you are also doing, you know, customer support, or maybe you're also doing business development. And it's that opportunity to wear multiple hats that a young person in the technology industry really can grow and flourish. Um, there's definitely a wonderful opportunity to grow within large corporations, but they typically tend to be much more siloed and path oriented. And so that may work for a lot of people. But if I had my druthers, I would love to basically, you know, have people join startups and really have that part of a team excitement and the opportunity to sort of try a lot of different things before they settle on something that they specialize in in the rest of their career. Thank you, Shailen. I appreciate that. And you share a very a true but unique perspective from your standpoint on entrepreneurship. You know, it does look glamorous, but, you know, behind the scenes, people spend a big chunk of their day beyond, you know, past the dinner time, right, to get things done. And they they have lots of things to worry about. So I totally get it. And, and I hope people at least can dip their toe in that entrepreneurial water, so to speak, and, and learn on their own as well. So thank you again. And Shailene, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you so much for the invite. It's such a pleasure speaking with you. Bye for now. Bye.